Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. Thanks also to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for featuring this episode as a staff pick, which will uh, be uh, running on the site all day tomorrow, beginning at midnight tonight. You know, folks, we're in for more pre-Halloween fun today. Because Movie Mom, Nell Minow, and Mad Movie Man, A.J. Hockery, are going to square off about which film creatures are the most entertaining in this recorded Monsters vs. Aliens debate episode, which has become an annual tradition to air each year at this time. Nell and A.J. are two of our favorite guests. They're both respected film critics who pull no punches where movies are concerned, and that's why this episode is one of our most popular shows. Nell is the author of several books, including The Movie Mom's Guide to Family Movies. She writes film commentary for Belief.net. And she's been featured in such publications as USA Today and The New York Times. AJ is our horror expert, and he's contributed reviews to such sites as TerrorTube, Classic Movie Guide, Real Talk Movie Reviews, and various other sites, including his own CineSlice blog. Now, that's spelled C-I-N-E-S-L-I-C-E. We'll be listening to Nell and AJ right after I check with Nikki Starr to see if she's ready to help with the show. Nikki, are all systems go in our chat room? They are, and we're ready. This is one of my favorites. Yes, it is. Mine, too. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I just, uh, every time I hear this debate, I pick up on new, on new movies that I, I should add to my list, uh, movies right. about monsters and movies about aliens. And um, speaking of monsters and aliens, mm-hmm. uh, could you give our listeners a uh, report on how things are going for our filmmakers who are um, planning on making the documentary Rocky Horror Save My Life. I know you've been helping them out, so mm-hmm. what's happening there? Well, I'm very excited to say that they made their goal with just six days to go. They actually made their goal of $50,000 on October 24th. They had until the 31st, and so they made it, and I'm, they're just so excited it's also very exciting because on the 25th, they all of them, everybody involved in promoting the, the show, Larry Vizal and, and uh, his other friend, I forget his name at the moment, they all were in front of the Today Show with their signs, oh. and, and they were on TV, too, um, for the Today Show because, you know, they have a window behind it. And oh so Larry Vizal and all of his friends were dressed up like Rocky Orr, and they got on the show, so that was great. Oh, that is that is good news. I, well, I was so worried about them 
uh, raising enough money to do that documentary, and I, oh, I'm Sean. so happy. There oh, I'm yep. just so happy to hear that they they're going to be able to do it and have a little money to to spare. And then, as I mentioned uh, last week, maybe this time next year we'll have uh, Larry Vizel and I think it's Sean Stutler mm-hmm. back on the show, and they can talk about the documentary that uh, will be completed and maybe out that we can see next year. So. So I, I really feel good about it. I want to congratulate them, and I thank you, Nikki, for helping them. And I know there are uh, other listeners to Movie Attic Headquarters who have uh, helped with that project. So I want to thank them, too. And I want to thank uh, Nancy Lombardo, who's who's in the chat room already. And, of course, she's from Comedy Concepts, which is another blog talk radio, a hilarious show that, that is um, played on Friday mornings and uh, Monday mornings at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And I, I think I've gotten the time mm-hmm. right today on that. And um, I really encourage listeners to check out Nancy's show because they're so entertaining, lots of fun clips and, and great music, and uh, she's, she's hilarious. So, uh, so listeners, don't miss uh, Comedy Concepts on Blog Talk Radio. And now, on with the show. We'll join in just before co-host Jazz Shaw asks Nell Minow to speak for the movie Aliens. The great debate begin. Let let the ladies go first. And before we run out of time, you know, (laughs) we we, we always have to be polite. So why don't we start with Nell? We already know who you're going to pick, but... You know, I come from a background, normally I interview politicians, and our question always used to be boxers or briefs. So you've already made your choice, aliens or monsters, but why? Why are the aliens more entertaining? Well, to me, you know, first of all, let me just say on behalf of monsters, I love monsters as much as anybody. Monsters are great, but it seems to me that aliens provide you with the greatest scope and range and variety. You can have adorable aliens. Uh, and you can have really, really scary aliens. You can even have romantic aliens. And, you know, if you look at the most popular movies of all time, think about E.T. and Close Encounters. If you look, think of what some, some people have said is the scariest movie ever made, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Aliens, another one of the scariest movies ever made. Funny movies like uh, Men in Black and uh, Galaxy Quest. And, um, and, you know, movies that really make you think. You know, the idea, I, I'm in Washington, and we have the Air and Space Museum here, and they had a great exhibit once about movies about aliens, which said something that I think was very wise. You know, we don't know. None of us has ever met an alien. And so aliens in movies really reflect our own notions and what we project out onto the world. And so sometimes we have aliens, you know, during the Cold War, we had a lot of Cold War aliens, like The Day the Earth Stood Still, the original one. And then during, you know, the 80s, we had sort of more cuddly aliens. It tells us a lot about what is going on in our own lives that we project onto the screen. Okay, AJ, clearly you think Nell's insane. Uh, so <laughs> explain to us why. why. Why are the monsters better? Why, why are they more entertaining for us? And, you know, why are aliens not worth your time? Well, I gotta say, first of all, I have nothing against aliens. They have been the source of some of the greatest movies of all time, and Nell's mentioned some of them. E.T., uh, the original Day of the Earth Stood Still, and both the 50s and 70s versions of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. All of them are great movies. But I have to go with the monsters in this case on two fronts. One, from what I've witnessed, there's a much greater variety in creature design when it comes to monsters. 
know, in the Star Wars movies and the Star Trek movies, there's been a decent variety of aliens, but those are just those two franchises. From Everything else kind of ranges from uh, little, just variations on Little Green Men versus something really weird like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, but even just for the works of Guillermo del Toro in the Hellboy movies and Pan's Labyrinth, just the designs that he comes up with are just some of the most incredible-looking things. So visually, i got to go with monsters. And two, they're the ones that kind of make you think the most. Because monsters aren't always necessarily these forces of nature that just kind of come after you and destroy everything. There are some of them, dating back to the old universal horror movies like the original Mummy and the original Frankenstein, make you sympathize with the monsters and make you wonder, are they as responsible for their destructive behavior as like the villagers with their pitchforks and torches think they are? So it engages you on a thematic front as well as just seeing like monsters carnage blowing everything up so i gotta say on those two fronts monsters look great and monsters make you think wow you two really have made some good points and as i mentioned to you when we were talking before the uh, program started i haven't made up my mind yet because every time i say okay i think the aliens are the most entertaining then i come up with monster movies that are more entertaining than the alien movies, and it just goes back and forth. So before I make a decision, I'd like to hear a little bit more. Um, Nell, could you tell us what your favorite space alien films are? Sure. Um, you know, I think the, the creature features aspect uh, that A.J. brought up is an important one, but to me, monsters really have to be based on the physical properties of Earth, and aliens can be much, much, much more imaginative. So you can have an alien like Predator, for example, who's very, very cool looking, or you can have, you know, a little cute, cuddly uh, alien like in uh, the, the, new, the, the most recent Stephen Chow movie, um, CJ7. Uh, so I think my favorite movie aliens i love the aliens in galaxy quest i mean the good guy aliens the thermians you know you get to see them in their humanoid form you get to see them a little bit in their original form where they're kind of squid looking i think they're great i love the aliens in men in black there you have this incredible variety of aliens uh that really uh particularly with the way the movie ends i'm not going to spoil the ending for those who haven't seen it really make you change your thoughts about the universe and um and i love the way that they have this big bank of television that is focused on all these different aliens, some which look sort of vaguely humanoid and some, you know, one looks like a dog. And, and I, I, I really enjoy the way that it changes your, your, your natural conception of sort of the, the, what they call the BEM, the bug-eyed monsters. But speaking of BEM, I love the aliens in Mars Attacks especially when they start sort of mutating. I think those are great. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, the aliens in uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers are so great because, of course, they, they look just like us. Those are some great uh, aliens. I have to mention Starman, too. That's another one yeah. where, where he takes on a human body, and that is such a deeply romantic and wonderful movie, and he's a, he's a great alien. Yeah, and like all aliens. I think of Starman, that's right. And, and, I, and I, I'll just mention, by the way, yeah. AJ is not going to like the way the vote is going in chat so far. Oh, okay. Oh no. <laughs> well, oh, no. the, the great thing the great thing about um about aliens is that 
they they really give us a chance to to use our fantasy because they don't have to be bound by any of the conventional notions of the of the the way that uh creatures have been assembled on earth and so they can really they can do anything in fact i just saw a movie about aliens this morning uh called terra the battle for terra 3d which had some aliens that swum through the air like uh, fish swim through water Wow, and that's coming up. That's a new one. That's yeah. That's coming up. So that's one that we can that we can watch for. Well, AJ, uh, even though you think monsters are more entertaining, do you have any favorite alien movies? Oh, absolutely. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the Day the Earth Stood Still, the 1950s version, is one of my all-time favorite movies. And this past December, I made the mistake of watching it. Again, the day before I went and saw the new one, which made the new one just hurt all that much, oh, just yeah. for how it botched up the formula just sure did. so yeah. badly. Yeah. And I, like as I mentioned, the 70s version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Donald Sutherland, one of the scariest movies I have ever seen. In my life. Really good. It's yeah, really yeah. good. You know, they made that movie four times, and three of them are good, so that's pretty <laughs> right. good. That's a pretty good record, I think. Well, I'm so glad to hear you um, – Mention E.T. now. I, I was that's my favorite. I think my favorite alien movie, probably the most appealing space alien ever, and I think the most entertaining. I, who could resist that darling creature? And and also was it Henry Thomas who played his yeah, little he was, wide-eyed? He was fabulous. Friend and Steven Spielberg really earned a place in my heart by by uh, putting out that film. I well, Steven Spielberg movies are always, one way or another, they're always about home. And exactly. uh, and that one that one just, you know, was everything that he knows how to do all in one movie. And I was, uh, and I was happy to hear Mars Attacks mentioned, too, because that's... Any that's, movie that's got Sarah Jessica Parker's head on a dog, you know, great. And Annette Benning as a flower child. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. Totally. Oh, speaking of Annette Benning, uh, what about that movie where Gary Shamling came to Earth as an alien to have sex with Annette Benning? Oh, that's true. That's true. I had forgotten about that. About that. That movie. I, I think my know, ears just started bleeding. You've got Santa Claus <laughs> conquers the Martians. You've got Mars wants women, uh, and of course. You know, one of the one of the first ever movies with aliens was uh, George Melies' Trip to the Moon. That had these fantastic moon creatures. Exactly. Well, I don't I, think I've ever heard anyone say anything good about Mars Attacks until just now. This this is a red letter day because I, I thought that was one of the worst movies ever made. As much as I love both Sarah Jessica Parker and Dogs. Uh, well, not to mention not to mention Martin Short, and you know, I actually went with it. You know, I it it, it is a it, it it was so completely different from what I was hoping and expecting that at first I was disappointed, but then I decided to look at it within its own terms, and I, I ended up liking it very much, and I particularly liked uh, the end. And I thought it had the funniest walk ever by an alien masquerading as a seductive oh, woman. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That, I've tried to do that. Oh, she was you know, wonderful. Every once in a while, Lisa Marie. Yeah, Lisa Marie, and haven't been able to to pull that to pull that off. Well, let's move uh, to monsters. And AJ, what are your favorite monster movies? All right, my favorite monster movies. I have to sort of divide this into two groups. One, the ones that I kind of grew up on were the old Universal monster movies. Two of my all time, two of my top five favorite horror movies are 1941's The Wolfman and 1931's Frankenstein. 
And for the reasons that I mentioned earlier, one, back then, they did scare the bejeebers out of me. And two, I watch them later on down the road, and they just sort of engage me on a different sort of level. Because when you're a kid, you just see, like, the scary wolfman coming at you or the scary monster coming at you. But when you watch something now, like The Mummy, you realize, wow, this guy is really a misguided person, and it kind of engages you on that level. And I just really like that aspect of it. And to, but on, on a less intellectual front, I have to go with my boy Godzilla, just for sheer destructive monster rampage fun. And it's really interesting, because I've been on this Godzilla kick in the last few months, and it's really interesting to go from the very first movie where he was depicted as like this dark symbol of nuclear war. And it's, there were some scary scenes in the original uh, Gojira movie of like this destructive path that he weaves throughout Tokyo. It was actually very scary. But it's interesting to see him evolve throughout the series into like this child, this family-friendly protector of children who does all these goofy tricks that are actually really, really weird. And some of it worked and some of it just failed miserably. And then sort of back again to the scariness in some of the later movies. So it's interesting that they didn't just depict him in one straight way for a lot of years. They, did, they experimented with him. They tried to see what worked and what didn't. And I just kind of like that they're willing to just play around with the formula. And I've noticed that a lot of monster movies, like as I mentioned before, Guillermo del Toro stuff, he likes to have fun a lot. And that they just like to do that and experiment and see, just see what cool stuff they can come up with. You're right about that, and good for you for mentioning the uh, 1931 Frankenstein movie, because that is the movie that hooked me into being a movie addict. And I, well, you all know that I am a senior citizen. I did see the original Frankenstein movie when it came out, and I was just mesmerized and scared to death. In fact, I did go under the seat at the theater and kind of peer up at the big monster on the screen. And from that moment, I was so fascinated with, what, with movies that, uh, well, the rest is, is history. So, so Frankenstein would have to be one of my, uh, my favorites. And uh, I'm also just a big, big fan of uh, Hellboy. Yeah, me too. I, I just You know, anytime uh, you've got a monster who sings to Barry Manilow, you're pretty yeah. good. Can't smile without you. Can't smile without you. I love that scene in the movie. That yeah, was, I do that too. Was just, that was just great. Well, uh, even though you you are speaking for the aliens, uh, Nell, what are your favorite monster movies? Oh, good. I was hoping you were going to ask me that. <laughs> well, I do like the Guillermo del Toro movies. I love Hellboy. I love the original Frankenstein. That No one has ever touched that. I love the original King Kong. And um, so I, you know, and, and, you know, Gojira, go Gojira. I think uh, Godzilla is a great monster. Absolutely. Well, we're, we're on the same wavelength with some of these. And, Jazz, do you have some favorite uh, monster movies that you'd like to toss in? And uh, are there some favorites from the chat that are being mentioned? Well, they've already picked mine. Uh, in, in general terms of the whole discussion, we, we've had uh, mention of a, a few other oddball ones, including Howard the Duck and Day of the Triffids. 
But oh, they have the triffids. That's a low point in the history of monsters. But the, uh, <laughs> the the all-time favorite, apparently, in the chat for monster movies, and it's one of uh, one of my two picks. Certainly, I have to go along with it. Is Young Frankenstein? Yeah, love Young Frankenstein. Um, and and of course, uh, Peter Boyle, absolutely fantastic Frankenstein. Oh yes, and thanks, Chatters, for bringing up Young Frankenstein because when Peter Boyle and Gene Wilder did Putting on the Ritz. I just absolutely Oh, when up. Peter Boyle and, and uh, Gene Hackman are having soup. That one, too. <laughs> that's, that's just great. That's just, I have to mention another alien I like. I want to hear AJ's favorite aliens, but I, I have to mention one more alien, which is this, you know, nobody doesn't like Mr. Spock. Mr. Spock, after all, is an alien, or he's half alien, half Earth, and he is a great alien. Absolutely, I thought I thought uh, that. Well, we love him. We love Mr. Spock. And, and oh, this, yeah. Star Trek and Star Wars. Uh, you know, uh, the Chewbacca, the Wookiee, great alien. Exactly. exactly. My other favorite monster one would would, would have to be, and, and this is going way back to to my childhood. You're, I, everybody's going to hate this, but Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. That's I, a great I, one. I still crack up every time I see it when they they show it on Turner Classic Movies and stuff. I. I, I love that film, and I just love most of the Abbott and Costello series. So. Yeah. Oh, I think I I had forgotten about that. And that we should was, come back and have a second go around about best comedy teams. I think we should. That's <laughs> that's a, a great idea for another for another show. And uh, will we will be able to get you back for that now? Sure. And I, I'll bet AJ would come back, right, for best comedy I, teams. Oh, I'm ready and raring to go now. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say a few words about King Kong because I that is also one of my favorite uh, yeah. uh, monster movies and uh, I liked very much the 2005 remake with with Jack the Black the Peter Jackson version I did too I yes was, and I thought I teared up good. a little bit I know well I anytime you tear up in a monster movie you're doing pretty well exactly and as, I thought this was an excellent use of uh, the new t technology and special effects. Usually they just get carried away, but but in, in this case you had the monster showing emotional range and becoming almost human in his interaction with Naomi Watts. Yeah, when and I thought when they, they looked at each other, uh, in each other's eyes, I thought that was really tender and, and, uh, and moving. Uh, you don't see anything like that in most of the monster movies. And I like the way Naomi Watts' character then was not so fearful of King Kong, where she actually wanted to help him. And that scene where they had fun together on a frozen pond. Yeah, the skating scene, the, that was yeah, very touching. Yeah, was, was very beautiful. So I, I just wanted to give a few props to to that remake, because usually the remakes are not as good as the original, and I, I thought that this one lived up to the uh, to the original. So, well, I'm... I'm still undecided. I'm, I'm not going to be able to give my decision until the end of the show. How about you, Jazz? Are you going with monsters or aliens? Oh, I was telling everybody in the chat that I, I don't have a vote. I, I really don't. I, I, I like them both so much. I, my wife hates horror films and monsters, but I watch them. She won't watch them with me. But I have a huge collection of movies about aliens. Uh, my, my two favorite alien ones, since we did monsters already, just get it out of the way, uh, number one, I had to say Independence Day, mostly because AJ probably hated it, and that's one of my favorite monster films. And well, uh, it, it's, it's been a long uh, sorry, time since I should say. Oh, Alien, the first one. 
No, I, no, Alien, I, Alien movies, not monster movies. So Independence yeah. Day was one oh, of them. And, I like and it. And the other one is off my, my list of all-time favorite movies, and I know I always bring it up and Betty Jo gets tired of hearing it, but it is a movie about aliens, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's true. That's sort of like the combination, it's like the best of both worlds. It's got the aliens who create monsters. It's just like peanut butter and chocolate. You know, it's that's that's a wonderful, wonderful way to come to a conclusion here. And I just would like to point out that speaking of best of both worlds, which is of course the Miley Cyrus uh, theme, ah. uh, that Barry Bostwick shows up in the Miley Cyrus movie, which was, and I just kept looking at it, going from Rocky Horror to this. Oh, and you I have so to see it now. So little of Barry after Rocky Horror. It's good to see him getting some work, although not really with. Uh, Hannah Montana, but you know. <laughs> well, Barry is. Oh, Barry, what have you done? <laughs> Barry is a friend of our show, so I'm going to have to take. You have to talk to him about it. He he was not he was not used to his best uh, to show off all he can do very well in that movie. But I actually did like the Hannah Montana movie. Well, I'm a fan of Hannah's, so I'm I'm planning on seeing it as soon Good. as I can persuade my husband to take me to see oh, it. First Nancy Drew, and now this. No, I did I did not like the Nancy Drew movie. <laughs> and and she's not an alien or a monster, so we're going to move on. All right. <laughs> See, Betty Jo, that, that's a really nice segue into the question about family-friendly films, don't you think? All right. So now we we wanted to ask you, you know, let, let's take your uh, your favorite genre with the aliens. Both monster and alien movements can be very scary, and sometimes people don't want to have younger children seeing them. What are some uh, what, are you, what are what are some of your favorite choices or favorite choice for alien movies that are kid friendly for smaller kids? Well, you can't do better than E.T. as a family movie. I wouldn't think that that would be appropriate for you know a four year old, but I would say for seven or and up, uh, that is a great movie for the whole family. And uh, some of these, you know, some of these other movies like uh, Contact or Cocoon uh, are also really good family movies. Oh, I forgot Contact. I might have said that one. AJ, what do you think? I gotta say, for monsters, you gotta go with Monsters Incorporated, the great Disney movie, which managed to make monsters both scary and cuddly at the same time. It's all, it's all in how you depict them, and it's I, just a funny, funny, clever movie. And it's not for, like, little, little kids because the monsters might scare them. But otherwise, it was just a lot more clever than I expected it would be. And it just continues Pixar's perfect streak. I love, I love that, that movie. Yeah. Monsters Incorporated is, is definitely <laughs> great for for the whole family. When you looked at that huge, fur, eight-foot-tall, furry Sully, who was supposed to be the, the head Kid scarer, yeah. <laughs> and then that cute little Boo, yeah. uh, who wasn't a bit scared of him at all, and then the John Goodman did such a good job with the voice for Sully and Billy Crystal too. Yes, Billy Crystal from what is it, Mike Wachowski or something yeah. like that? Wachowski. Yeah. And I'm being chased out of the closet here to to admit that in my DVD collection at home, I, I do have. Uh, Monsters Inc. on DVD. <laughs> well, you should. It's a wonderful, wonderful movie, and and the way that it, the specific way that it handles the scary stuff is very, very well done by making essentially giving the children right at the beginning the power by saying the whole purpose of monsters is to the energy that the source that they get is from scaring kids, and having Boo really be the person with the power in that relationship. Um, you know, it's a very, it's a, you know, the idea of having monsters on Sesame Street was to make kids feel comfortable about monsters, Cookie Monster and, and uh, Oscar the Grouch and 
and so I, I like the way that they've made Monsters family friendly. And on both sides, we're getting votes coming in, by the way, for Flight of the Navigator and Labyrinth, which oh, I Oh, Labyrinth. Yes, yes, Labyrinth. yes. Good work. I, I also got to I also got to mention for kitty movies, as I mentioned earlier, a couple of the Godzilla ones were uh, geared towards children, and although the earlier ones might be too scary, these are perfect just for all-out silliness to see Godzilla like do a little victory dance after throwing rocks <laughs> at a giant crab monster and blowing him, blowing himself through the air with his atomic breath. For adults, it's like, what is going on? But kids will just eat it up. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Right. Well, I was wondering what you both thought of uh, going back to alien movies for youngsters or for family viewing. Uh, there was one that I liked very much, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. Is it Lilo or Lilo and Stitch? Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Lilo and Lilo Stitch. And Stitch and I like I, that movie. It was really the last of the great hand-drawn animations. Oh. And so the plot was not my favorite, but it was just plain gorgeous to look at. And, of course, it had that fantastic Elvis music. It oh, did definitely. Have, and, and it had that, that, that Stitch was so cute. I mean, while he was so ugly, he was cute. Mm-hmm. I like the way <laughs> they had him. Um, well, people would think that he was an ugly dog. Not just not right. an alien, so they didn't have to try and hide him like in uh, in E.T. And then the way uh, people were accepting him, and the the whole idea of a very different type of family that yes, emerged. I like I like that very much. And what about as long as we're talking about animation? What about Duck Dodgers with, with uh, that little Martian guy with his uh, little dog oh dog. Marvin the Martian? Yeah, Marvin the Martian. I liked him. I haven't seen that. I'm going to have to put that on yeah. on my list. Well, I was say I thought Martin, I to, Martin I, was just strictly Bugs Bunny. Yeah, so I have to, I have <laughs> yeah, to say, Lilo with the, he's with the, uh, isn't he with the, uh, Daffy Duck also? I guess he must. Yeah, be. Duck Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, with Duck Dodgers is with Daffy Duck and Marvin the Martian. That, yeah. Yeah. That might be right. That's just kind of going over my. But we can avoid Space Jam as long as we're talking about animation. Just, just <laughs> exactly. skip right over that one. Exactly. I have to say, Lilo and Lilo and Stitch has one of my favorite all time all time favorite movie lines where Lilo goes, "Oh, good, my dog found the chainsaw." <laughs> I forgot about that. Thanks, H.A., for bringing, bringing that the up. The line is worth the price of admission alone. Definitely. Really. <laughs> well, we did, we did all the best, and before we run out of time, unfortunately, you know we have to go to the bottom of the barrel. So now why don't you go first? We, we need to know what the worst alien film oh, is. Oh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. No question about oh, it. That, that one and Plan 9 from Outer Space are tied for two of the worst films from, of all time in any category, and they are both alien movies. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Trust me on this. You have never, ever seen such an incompetent film. I'm glad to say I've never even heard of it. Oh, it's legendary. It's the oh, same way man. that Plan 9 from Outer Space is legendary. It's legendary for the badnessity of it. Yeah, but I'm a fan of Plan 9 from Outer Space. So. Well, but you're a fan of it because it's so incompetent. And, this, the, and, and Santa Claus Conquers the Martians makes Plan 9 from Outer Space look like Gone with the Wind. I mean, it's, it's, it's <laughs> phenomenally... <laughs> but it's true. It just, I also like a boy and his dog. I just like the really classic oh, B movies that good. are just so bad they're good, yes. Okay. <laughs> AJ, how about the monster movies? What, what's the bottom of the Cracker Barrel? All right, I'm going to go a little obscure here and Dark Harvest 2, The Maze. Wow. If only, if only for the fact that it has a killer scarecrow on the cover that's not in the movie. 
Well, you and literally, like literally, all the movie is is just a guy wandering around the cornfield. And I wow. wish I was exaggerating. That's what's all the, it is. What's the, what's the movie? That sounds like Jerry. That that movie with Casey Affleck. But what's the movie uh, where the guy's got like a gorilla suit, but they didn't the gorilla head didn't come with the costume, so they gave him a, oh robot monster. Robot monster. There's a. Or he's got the deep sea diving. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the diving helmet. Well, the chatters definitely think you guys missed some golden opportunities, particularly in terms of the monster movies. You forgot Blackula. And in terms of the oh. alien movies, uh, you forgot Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, I do wow. love Earth Girls Are Easy. In fact, that was I forgot to say that. That's on my list. Yeah, Jim Carrey and, uh, and Jeff Goldblum and Damon Wayans are excellent aliens, especially after they've had a little depilatory action. Yes, I thought that was a really funny movie. Thanks again to the chatters for bringing those up. That's that's the beauty of the chat because they get to keep us on the straight and narrow. So thank you so much. I'd I'd have to say on worse um, alien movie. Now this is going to uh, anger some people, but remember I said that E.T. was my favorite uh, alien movie, yeah. and that's Steven Spielberg, and um, the one movie that I thought was the worst was also a Steven Spielberg movie, and it's called The War of the Worlds. Oh. Yeah. yeah, War you know, of the Worlds. I, really? I don't blame him for that movie. I, I blame H.G. Uh, Wells because the ending is so bad in that, you know, the, it, you just can't really make that work as a as a movie, I think. Well, you might be right about that, but any time you see two youngsters right in the beginning of the film that appear more frightening than the attacking aliens you know that you're in trouble <laughs> <laughs> yeah well as or as a friend of mine said you know anytime aliens have to attack earth to so that tom cruise can be a better father you know that's a right, problem right right yeah. oh i forgot one of the, i i just remember right now one of the best alien movies i didn't even think about signs yeah yeah that's, m night yeah, m night Shyamalan's last great hour except the end was so no. stupid. No. The end, what? If you're you're an alien, you're super smart. You're going to you. However, you dis, like the Wicked Witch of the West. You dissolve if water gets on you. So you're going to pick out a planet that is three quarters water. <laughs> well, it did have a sappy ending. But but that, all... but that scene in the basement, I think, was one of the best things M Night Shyamalan ever did. It was fantastic. I, I like M. Night Shyamalan's films. I do, too. That's true. That's true. I, I, I'm I kind like of prejudiced it. there. It, uh, but not the last one. Let, let, let's sneak in two more from my side. I'm sorry. Okay. But uh, for the for the monster films, I, I have to go with The Bride. I, I think it was, ah, it's one of the only movies I ever walked out on in my life. And just to anger the crowd here, worst alien movie, I'm, I'm definitely going to go with Mars Attacks. Okay. And you are going to still stick with that. I, I, yeah. well, I, hear, yeah, I hear you. I had I had another worst monster movie, and this goes back to 1995. It was called Magic in the Water, and it oh. was a Loch Ness about the Loch Ness monster. It starred Mark Harmon. Well, he didn't play the Loch Ness monster, but they had used special <laughs> effects for the Loch Ness monster, and they were so lame. I can't believe it. He was called Orky. Well, he was like the Loch Ness Monster anyway, yeah. Orky. Yeah. And uh, his big trick was uh, eating the inside of Oreo cookies that were left, you know, out for him, leaving, eating the white stuff and leaving no, the No, that was chocolate. not a good movie. And not I, product placement at all. Yeah, a, really. <laughs> and Roger Ebert, I like what he said. He said that Orky looked like an ashen 
Barney on Downers. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. So those are my, my two. I'm loving the comments from the chatters. You guys are the best. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's great. Thank you, chat. They're very perceptive. They are. They're very knowledgeable and they're and they're opinionated. I like that. I, I do too. I do too. Well, I'm wondering in terms of monsters versus aliens, I know now that you saw that, uh, yes. which is the inspiration for our show today, and we haven't talked too much about it, and I saw it also, but where do you rank that Monsters versus Aliens in terms of family entertainment? Oh, I liked it very much. I think it's too intense for younger kids, uh, but I would say, again, seven or eight and up uh, will enjoy it. It had fabulous voice talent, including Reese Witherspoon and Rain Wilson as the alien, and who better to be the President of the United States than Stephen Colbert, really? He's just wonderful in it. The we can, we can only hope. We can only hope. Yeah, really. But the best is, is um, <laughs> Seth Rogen, who I did not like in Observe and Report, but he was perfect in the role of a brainless blob called Bob. He was ideal, and just his laugh. Uh, and, and the animation of that character was infinitely superior to anything else in the movie. So and the 3D effects were so immersive. It's not just you know something popping out at you every five minutes. You really feel just surrounded by the movie. So I enjoyed it very much. That's the well, funny guy. Yeah, he's, he definitely was great for that, uh, for that particular character. In fact, he almost uh, saved that movie for me. I have to disagree with you about uh, monsters versus aliens. I I didn't think any of the other characters measured up to uh, Bob. Bob, he was and by I far the best. I yeah. think it was it was uh, just a perfect match of voice and character. And um, the more I think about it, I probably would recommend the film because of his performance. That the whole idea that he had no had no brain, so he was he was actually uh, absorbing absorbing the, the characters, not, not just the physical things around him, and all of the funny things that he did. Like falling um, in love with a jello mold? Yes, with a uh, quivering bowl of jello. And then when he when he is at the uh, he's trapped on the bottom of a boot of a giant robot and he right that was very funny he's saying I got him I've got him (laughs) and he's just so cheerful about everything all the time and I loved it when uh, you know they say he has no brain turns out you don't need one you know he's great and and when he's playing with that ball just as a just as a mastery of animation uh, that is a stunning scene when he's playing ball Uh, it's it's fabulous. And I liked all the shout-outs to some of the classic 50s alien themes and movies also. Yes, but i got to see this movie. Yes, well, it kind of is sort of a been-there-done-that in, in much, of, much of it, you know, because, but it's sort of like homage to, to all of the... But it even has the man of the moment, Paul Rudd, in it. Exactly, it, exactly. And, but I wasn't that impressed with my, uh, you know, my idol, Stephen Colbert. I, I didn't think he, he lived up to his... Uh, Personality that he has on his on his show, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I saw funny. the 2D version now, so uh, I'm I'm uh, and maybe why I'm more here. enthusiastic than you. Right, are. and and you're not even as enthusiastic as my granddaughter was uh. about this movie. She loved Dr. Cockroach. Who was <laughs> <by> Hugh Laurie. <laughs> Wait, Hugh Laurie was so good. And she said, Madam, the best, best scene in the movie was the was when Dr. Cockroach did all these dances. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> the D- well, DDR. He did the DDR, and he was fabulous. Yeah, so definitely uh, I I think that I'm, the more we talk about it, the more I'm liking monsters <laughs> versus, versus aliens. So, well, why do you think these movies are so popular, movies about uh, monsters and, and aliens? AJ, what's, what's your opinion why moviegoers love them so much? Well, uh, uh, my response to that is kind of one that's shared by both monsters and alien movies, is that there's so many different designs, so many different ways of uh, handling the monsters. There's, like, drama or action, so you've got a lot of different uh, places to cover, and I just think people respond to that really well. That's a good point. And uh, how about you now? I I agree with AJ completely. Uh, Both with monsters and aliens, they really give us a place to let our fantasies go. I mean, you know, you can have a King Arthur story and you're still, you know, talking about two arms and two legs and fingers and toes. But when you're talking about monsters and aliens, the sky's the limit. Yes, indeed, folks. The sky is the limit where film alien creatures are concerned. So, you know, after hearing this debate again, I'm tempted to side with Nell, but then that makes me feel guilty for voting against Frankenstein. So I think I'm going to have to declare a tie. Thanks again to Nell Minow, A.J. Hockery, and Jazz Shaw for their entertaining discussion. No wonder it's a listener favorite. And thanks also to our chatters for their contributions. I've just been having a ball in the chat room with, uh, with the people that have signed up today. We've had Kat Vecchioni from Wacko World, Richard B. Smart from uh, the Wacko Network, and, and we've had Stuart, and we've had uh, Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts, and they've given us more films to think about that weren't discussed in the first debate. The Creature from the Black Lagoon was suggested Friday the 13th. Uh, Avatar, Prometheus, uh, that isn't a favorite with Cat, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> but I do want to thank the chatters for their contributions. And I want to thank the, the folks at uh, Wacko Bob Network for spending so much time talking about Movie Addict Headquarters tomorrow on, on uh, their wonderful show. Well, I'm sorry to say that our time is almost up. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support and to Nikki Starr for being our producer extraordinaire and to all our listeners. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please come back next time for our Hollywood Goes to Vegas show with guests, author Susan Marg and film historian James Colt Harrison. Uh, Both uh, James and Susan have been on our show before, and they're always such fun to listen to. And we've got two new movies about Las Vegas opening up this uh, Friday, Last Vegas and Paradise. So um, next Tuesday should be another fun show um, and a timely one also. That's all for now, folks. In keeping with today's theme, and because AJ reminded us, that the Rocky Horror Picture Show combines both aliens and monsters. Let's go out by doing, you guessed it, Time Warp again. Happy Halloween, everybody. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll, but listen closely.
not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. Like you're under 